It's Monday, July 26th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians, uh, they they sort of avoided a sweep on Sunday. A nice little come from behind victory against the, the Rays. They snapped an 11-game losing streak uh, against the uh, against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, went into the off day with a, a good feeling after Harold Ramirez comes through in the eighth inning with an RBI single. Bobby Bradley uh, drives in the game-winning run with a sacrifice fly, and uh, Emmanuel Class A uh, slams the door in the ninth. Yeah, it was that was uh, turnabout is fair play, I guess. Joe, they finally uh, they did a little more than uh, the Rays did in the late going after you know losing what uh, the first two games of that series or the first three games of that series late. And right. uh, I like what Harold Ramirez said. We finally picked their pockets. I think mm-hmm. that's what he said. He was yeah, he was, was trying to say that something got a little lost in the translation, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's exactly what Harold meant. And you know, hey, I got to give uh, give him credit. They coming up coming up with that. He he's that was uh, a good line. Definitely, yeah, he's, he's a good interview sometimes. And no, that was exactly it. Uh, the just the the energy and the feeling there in the eighth inning because really it it sort of preserved a, a really good outing by Tristan McKenzie. Uh, he only walked one. He went six innings. He struck out six. Uh, gave up two runs. One of them was a, a home run to Nelson Cruz. But hey, who has what, who, who who on the Indian staff hasn't given up a home run to Nelson Cruz? I think the the stat was since 2016, uh, he's now tied with 18 home runs against the Indians. Tied with, of course, Eddie Rosario for the most home runs against the Indians by an opposing player. Yeah, that was uh, that was just a uh, a really encouraging uh, start by Tristan. Uh, you know, they've got that one good start just before the break against Kansas City when he was out, lights out, you know, a so-so one against Houston and now another good one. So maybe this guy is coming around, Joe. What do you think? Yeah, it really feels that way. And it, it feels like uh, as his feel for the, you know, his command for the fastball, that's going to tell you which way he's going. But he was really throwing the curveball yesterday and throwing it for strikes. And he was you know moving it off the plate when he needed to. Uh, not giving in to hitters and, and giving in to, the, uh, to guys on, on the plate, at least. Uh, it really made the difference for him in being able to last six innings. Yeah, I thought the big thing that sticks out to me over his last three starts, he stopped walking guys. I, I think he's walked, what, two or three guys over the last three starts. That's key to him. He's had, I, I believe, one walk in his last three starts, in each of his last three starts. Now, he's still averaging... 6.7 walks per nine innings for the season, <laughs> even with those three outings of only one walk. So, I mean, you, you see how far he's come in that regard, but if he continues to do that, the strikeouts are going to come. Carl Willis said on Tuesday, Tristan McKenzie's stuff plays in the strike zone. When he needs to throw the ball in the zone, he's got the stuff in his arm, in his pitches to, to get major league hitters out. He just needs to trust that. Yeah, and I thought, you know, what you said today, what you wrote in your game, or, you know, was relevant, uh, that his velocity was up a little bit. It kind of ticked up to 92, <clears throat> 93, because he always concerned me, you know, the, the, the middle, the early in the middle part of the year when he would pitch up in the zone, you know, he'd leave a 90 mile an hour fastball in, in the hitting zone and it would get, you know, it would end up over to the other side of the fence. But if he, that velocity ticks up, you know, that's going to help him. 
here's the difference right now and what we're talking about right right now about Tristan McKenzie as opposed to where we were with this Indians rotation and these these Indians pitching staff uh you know the last three four years or whatever these guys are now learning this stuff at the major league level and experiencing these growing pains and going through this right now they're going to be better for this in the next two to three years beyond this year but right now and this year they're struggling they're they're up and down they're having flashes of brilliance and then you know the the depths of lows when they give up you know four walks and three home runs in a game it's it's happening a lot and it really sort of leads us to believe what what we're going to talk about later about what the trade deadline means for these guys uh it, it really does feel like to me that they're going to be sellers instead of buyers yeah it, it it's certainly is shaping up that way you know this uh tough stretch against Oakland, Houston, Tampa Bay. They got St. Louis coming into uh, town at to end this homestand on Tuesday. Then they go out in the road against uh, the White Sox in Toronto. You know, so it, you know, and and obviously it's t- the trade deadline is Friday. So you know, the, the die has probably been cast, don't you think, Joe? I mean, it sounded like Chris Antonetti was hinting around at that uh, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, we talked to Chris Antonetti and just people around the organization that that we've talked to. And it, it really feels like, Hey, you know, don't be too far away from your phone. Don't be too far away from your computer uh, on Friday, because there, there, there really does feel like there's going to be that move made. I think at this point, the most obvious choice is probably somebody like Cesar Hernandez. Uh, he hit his what 17th home run uh, yesterday, uh, extended his career. 18. Was it his 18th? 18. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've, I've lost track. He's hit so many. Uh, you know, he, it might've been his 17th career uh, leadoff home run. That, that might be it uh, because he hit, he hit the first at bat of the game for the Indians, another leadoff home run. It's the, I believe fifth Indians leadoff home run this year yeah. or fifth by him, sixth overall. Uh, just uh, he's, he's found a lot of power. He's, he's every time he does this, he's increasing some sort of return that the Indians can get for him. Uh, if they decide to trade him, uh, like we saw, um, who was it? Todd Frazier or uh, Brian? Uh, Adam, oh, Adam, Adam Frazier. Adam, Adam, Adam Frazier. Brian Frazier, Todd Frazier, and Adam Frazier from the Pirates uh, went to the Padres yesterday, and uh, that sort of uh, you know maybe cut down the market for uh, a Cesar Hernandez, a second baseman, uh, going over to the Padres, and that's certainly an, an Indians trade partner from from long ago, so, or, or from you know a, a lot of trades in the past, so. Uh, you know, maybe the market is, is shrunk for Cesar Hernandez, but I mean, you know, you've got 16, 17, 18 home runs as your leadoff hitter and uh, a gold glove second baseman. I'd say uh, a lot of contenders might be in the market for something like that. Yeah. That's probably your most attractive guy. Don't you think? I mean, although your most attractive guy is Jose Ramirez, but you're going to ask for a King's ransom for that. Right. And, and it doesn't seem like they're, they're that anxious to move Jose. I don't think, I think they, they want to keep him. They've got him on that, you know, that great contract uh, with two club options coming up. Yeah. You're he's making for what he's worth. He's making next to nothing. And you're going to want a face around someone to pair with a Framil Reyes and, you know, and maybe a Bobby Bradley moving forward as the guardians next year, you, you don't want to have a, a you know a no name club going into to that season, and 
And hey, they might just be one or two pieces away. If you get an injection of, of cash with a, a minority partner, maybe you pair somebody with a Jose Ramirez. But right now, as far as a contract and as far as the production that you're getting out of uh, Cesar Hernandez and for a club you could trade him to, uh, they would have control over him for the next year because he's got an option on that contract. Uh, and it's, it's a friendly, it's a club friendly option. It's what, you know, it's no more than $6 million or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, uh, definitely, uh, you know, an interesting guy and, uh, I, you know, and, you know, so, and teams have been known to, uh, you know, be interested, you know, trade for guys that are on the DL. I mean, the, the IL maybe IL maybe, uh, Eddie Rosario is, it falls into that category. Although we just haven't seen Eddie play for a while and, and he wasn't having it. I mean, he wasn't showing the power that he usually shows, you know, that he showed in the past. He's had a different kind of season, but still kind of a proven guy. He's got a track record for the postseason and uh, still an interesting guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that could drive in runs for you for sure. Uh, like you said, he hasn't had the power. That's why I was so surprised when we heard that, uh, that stat about Nelson Cruz tying Eddie Rosario for the most home runs against the Indians since 2016. I was like, oh, yeah, Eddie Rosario hits home runs too. We kind of forgot about that this year. I, I don't know where that, that kind of got lost in the wash there. Uh, one other thing that we learned from Chris Antonetti on uh, Sunday morning, uh, Aaron Savali uh, scheduled Tuesday for a bullpen session. Uh, he's going to throw just fastballs, but just that's the next step in the progression. And it's a good sign that Savali could be back, uh, you know, hopefully sometime in the next couple of weeks pending a, a rehab start. But what we heard about Shane Bieber kind of uh, in the press box, we sort of looked around to each other and, and, and said, uh, this gives us pause about, you know, where Shane Bieber's season is going to go from here. Uh, it sounds like Shane Bieber is not progressing as quickly as he could. He's not behind. He's not had a setback. But if they were looking for him to be ahead of schedule, he's certainly not there. Yeah, that's uh, they they moved him to the sixty day DIL. I, I, I don't think that's a, a big thing. No, that was a procedural. Still, yeah, and uh, you just you had to get a Cam Hill on the twenty six man. So I mean, whenever Bieber is ready, I mean he can still come off the DL, uh, the IL. But uh, you know, but the fact is he's not ready, Joe. And you know, when they do this. You know, you, you've really got to be thinking, uh, are we looking at September now or are we looking at a, a shutdown, you know, and, and, you know, season shutdown? And, and really, what's the value of bringing him back in September if you're already out of the race? If you're still yeah. contending in September, I could see it. But uh, if you're going to start making moves like, hey, we got to start playing some of these guys. Uh, one other question I have uh, as we're sitting here, and it's all speculation, as we're sitting here speculating about if we're going to, if, if the Indians are going to trade Cesar Hernandez, uh, who does that open up and who does that give an opportunity to if second base is open? Uh, if Cesar Hernandez isn't there, who's your guy who plays there regularly? Boy, that's, that's a good question. Uh, uh, God. <laughs> and, and you've got to replace, you've got to replace two spots because you've got to replace a leadoff hitter and your second baseman. Yeah, I mean, is it, Yu Chang? Do you move him over to second base? Do you move? Uh, um, oh man, who's the, uh, Eddie? Uh, um, who who uh, the utility guy right now? Who's uh, oh Ernie Clement? If you put yeah, Ernie, Ernie Clement, you do you give him a, a shot to start full time? Yeah, 
maybe give him a shot. I don't know if he's a leadoff hitter, but uh, yeah, yeah would, who would who would move into the leadoff spot? Uh, I mean, Ahmed Rosario has done such a great job in that two hole. You don't want to mess with that. You don't want to, yeah. you know, screw around with that. I, I I don't know what you do. Do you do Bradley Zimmer at the top of the lineup? You could hit Bradley there. You could hit. You don't want to move Jose up there. I don't think you're going to move your three hitter up there. Nope. Yeah, I think uh, they've they've experimented enough with Bradley Zimmer at the top of the lineup that that might be the move if if Hernan if Cesar isn't there. So, yeah. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) And who who was the kid they brought up that was hitting 400 down there at Columbus? Uh, Oh, Owen Miller. Owen Miller. Maybe bring him back up and see. If he give if you know if he can what he can do if he gets regular playing time, but you know he really I mean he got a couple chances, Joe, and I, I don't know what you thought. I think he was just a kid putting a lot of pressure on himself, but I didn't I didn't see the kid everyone saw in spring yeah. training that I saw in spring training and who has you know played pretty well at Triple A. Yeah, I didn't see the big league hitter that that Tito says he saw uh, in spring training. Uh, another name to consider there is Andres Jimenez who for a while was on a tear at, uh, at triple a, but, uh, he had uh, an injury situation. I don't know if that's fully resolved yet. Uh, and if he's regularly playing in the lineup for the Clippers, but you could bring him back up and, you know, he yeah. might be an option to, to, to pair there with, uh, yeah. Rosario as well. Yeah. Cause he, I think he's back in the lineup, Joe. I think he had a bruised foot or something. And I think he's, he's playing a little more than, uh, and to, you know, than he was in the past. They, they kind of, you know, slow played him to get him healthy again. Yeah. All this is of course predicated on whether or not the Indians are looking to move Cesar Hernandez. They could, they could stand pat with Cesar and, you know, as he's got it, like I said, he got a, a club friendly contract for next season. So uh, you look to see to, to maybe get another production productive year out of him that way. But uh, you know, we'll see as we, as we move forward. All right. On to other news. Uh, we, we talked about Tristan McKenzie. Uh, uh, we we got to bring up uh, the Trevor Bauer situation right now as it stands the latest out there. Uh, reports are surfacing that uh, Trevor Bauer may have thrown his last pitch for the Los Angeles Dodgers as a majority of players on the Dodgers roster uh, in, a, in a secret poll have, have said that they might not want him back as a teammate. Yeah, uh, L.A. Times story that, uh, you know, I think uh, just came out, uh, you know, quoting anonymous sources that, you know, the majority of uh, Dodgers, uh, you know, would not do would not welcome uh, Bauer back into the clubhouse. Uh, You know, he is still on administrative leave, a a leave that I think could get extended on Tuesday or, you know, may may come up, you know, may expire on Tuesday. So they've got to make a decision there. And this and, is all pending. Uh, this is all pending the investigation into sexual uh, assault uh, allegations against Bauer made by a woman in Southern California. Uh, continue. Yeah, and uh, just uh, an amazing turn of events, really. Just uh, you know, really, this guy, uh, Cy Young winner, joins the world champion uh, Dodgers, and uh, now he might not pitch again for him, and was pitching well for him, right? Uh, when, when all this went down. Yeah, I, I think uh, really beyond a, a baseball story, this is still a, a story about, you know, sexual assault and, and allegations against uh, a person and how, you know, he's dealt with it and how he's dealt with 
people and the media in the past. And it, it just really, it, Trevor Bauer's really got to feel like he doesn't have very many friends right now. Uh, and it was never really the case in the first place, but it really has to feel that way for him right now. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I think, you know, right now, the best thing uh, they can do is let this thing uh, run its course. And you know, the Dodgers and MLB is investigating them. He's still being investigated by uh, the Pasadena police, I believe. And right. uh, so, you know, who knows where this thing winds up, but it might not, he might not pitch again this season for sure. Right. The, the hearing uh, that's coming up is to extend, or I, I believe they might've just had it. It was to extend the protection order against the victim or the alleged victim. Uh, but I don't believe he's been charged criminally yet. So right. it, that all remains to be seen. All right, shifting gears, Hoinsey. Uh, of course, Friday, they dropped the big news on us. Uh, the Indians will be the Guardians in 2022. And I hate to bury the lead here and, and sort of, you know, uh, wait till the end of this podcast, uh, the last five minutes here to, to talk about this. But uh, what's been the reaction now that we've had a little time, uh, the weekend to, to have this marinate and, and have people react. And obviously you're in a unique position, 38 years covering the Cleveland Indians. Uh, you know, next year you'll be covering the Cleveland guardians. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what's been the, the feeling and the response that you've gotten from folks, uh, about the name, about the logos, about the, just the general feel of the, the rebranding. Well, as you can imagine, Joe, the, the majority of uh, feedback I've got has been negative. Uh, people didn't, didn't want the name to change to begin with. Um, and uh, they're even more so now. They, uh, you know, uh, some of the people I've talked to have understand it. They like the name. They like the new name, The Guardians. There's been a little uh, mixed reaction on the uh, logos. They think uh, the logo needs, needs a little work. But... Uh, the majority of people are, you know, you know, you get to, we're not going to the games again. I'm turning in my season tickets. I can't believe, you know, this is the cancel culture. They caved, you know, I've got a lot of those, uh, but I've also got people to, to, that I've talked to and that I've received emails from that, you know, we understand the, the name. It, it had to change. We get it. Let's move on. And, um, you know, there's still gonna, I'm still gonna, there's still gonna be my ball club, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's a little, it's been a mixed bag, but you know, it's, it's definitely weighed, you know, weighted toward, uh, you know, they shouldn't have changed the name. Right. Uh, a lot of the same uh, reaction for, uh, from my end that I've seen and experienced, I have gotten some positive ones. Hey, we've been waiting for this for so long. We're so happy this day finally arrived. Uh, they made the right decision. They did the right thing. Uh, but then I've also gotten the snarky ones that, that say, well, that they, they're still dying on the hill of, I don't understand why, uh, you know, Indians is offensive and uh, just people that, that they're trying to go back on all the, these same arguments in the past, instead of taking Friday as a, a starting point and moving forward from there, uh, which is, is sort of the, uh, the, the feeling that I have, uh, the, the logos, like you mentioned, have really been getting a negative response. I think they can, they can deal with this, the new, uh, the diamond C, the new look, uh, the, the yeah. bridge font. They don't mind that too much, but a lot of people really don't like the, the fastball with the, uh, the split finger grip uh, on it, uh, the, inspired by the, the Guardians uh, helmets. Uh, they really think that they, the Indians dropped the ball on that one. 
I don't know. I kind of like it. I think it's going to grow on people. Yeah, I, I, I really like the, the seat. I, I like the diamond seat. My my thing yeah. was they finally uh, put the uh, the C logo with a, a white outline on it, so it pops a little more. I like that way better than the block C that didn't have any sort of outline on it. Uh, but to me, I, I I can't wait to get my hands on some of that gear. I, I I'll tell you what, my first diamond C hat is going to look killer. I'm, I can't wait for it. <laughs> So I, I, what did you what did you think of the script? The you know the, the, the script guardians. I like yeah. it. I, I liked it. I it's gonna it's gonna take some getting used to. I, I the the images that they put out of the the script across the, the players' chests on the on the uniforms. It looks it looks normal to me. I, I can I can live with that. I can I can go yeah. with that. The, the players look fine in it. And uh, Zach Plesak, we talked to him after his start on uh, what was it Friday night. And he, he was fine. He, you know, he said, Hey man, this is, you put guardians across my chest. I'm going to go out and compete just as hard as I would if there was an Indians across my chest. So uh, that's the right attitude and the right approach for the players. And, you know, for the fans, it's, it's really just get on board because this is the way it's going. I thought what you wrote, uh, what Paul Dolan said, you know, just because the name changes, your memories don't change. You know, you're still, you, there's still Cleveland baseball. It's still, you know, <laughs> you know, going back 40, 50, 60 years, however you've been a lot alive, the, the, the baseball team doesn't change. I right. mean, your memories of, you know, the great players in the past and the, the games they've won and lost and, uh, you know, going to the ballpark, that, that's still the same. And uh, Yeah, Jim, so Jim, I, Jim Tomey doesn't change. Bob Feller doesn't change. Uh, me sitting down the third baseline with my wife and my, my mom and dad and the fireworks going off from a home run. And that was the first time I felt my, my son kick in my, my, my wife's uh, <laughs> belly uh, because of those fireworks. That memory will stay with me forever. And that was at an yeah. Indians game. Okay. And I was wearing an, an Indians cap, but I, I can't wait to take him to a Guardians game. That's, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that, and that you know, see, and I, I don't think people get that, or they don't want to get it. They they're just so angry that they don't realize the team is still here. It's going to be here. They're going to sign that lease, and they're going to be here for twenty or thirty more years. You know. And, well, and, well, Chris Antonetti said that Guardians is going to be their logo for the next hundred years. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, so it's all right. It's all right. Plainsy people will come around. They they will. We we'll get there. All right, we're going to wrap it up here today and, and go and enjoy the rest of the off day because this might be the this might be the quietest day that we have this week uh, as <laughs> St. Louis comes to town tomorrow and uh, you know the trade deadline follows at the end of the week. Boinsey, uh, great job today. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.